That's right. I don't normally say amen. Sometimes I want to switch it up with like, that's right, or oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeehaw. Boom yeah. Um, so you guys hear the Holy Spirit. Depending on what you came, background you came from, um, it's either going to be like some scary cuss word that people use to explain weird behavior, or it's going to be like uh, something that's always mystical and magical, right? But I'll, I'll tell you what. So E, hold up a second, man. Something weird happened. This is what I see. Since if you've ever been part of planning like a church gathering, you don't know this. But you get here in the morning, right? And you got all these talented musicians, right? And you guys are practicing, trying to get that together. And sometimes you'll walk in, you'll see their faces, and you're like, this is not the best morning, <laughs> right? But inevitably what happens, and not every time, but sometimes it's like, and then when the moment comes, it's like the same band, the same songs, and you know what it is? It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, like, I love to see someone healed, or it'd be cool to see someone raised from the dead. But, like, we need that almost more on a day-to-day basis. Like, when, when we come to the end of ourselves and we're frustrated, yeah. and we got to get above and beyond that, the Holy Spirit is there. Amen. Right? Yes. So, thank you, guys. I don't know who was praying, and for all of you singing, and for everyone up there, like, that's the whole point, right? Amen. So that's like the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's just, I would just thank God for that. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us in that place. Because when we're gathering, we need to be lifted up so we can go do ministry. And singing does it like no other, man. Joining you, meeting you in the melody, and coming to the end of ourselves. So thank you for that. Now, please make this word from you, not from me. And please make it hit our hearts so that matters. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for, thanks for letting me put you on the spot. So last week... We were talking about something really fun, right? A gossip. Oh, jeez. Did you notice this week, if you've been here, did you notice how many of the conversations that you have involve somebody who's not there? And that's not necessarily wrong, right? Like, sometimes it comes from a really good heart. But I found myself checking my heart, like, 3,000 times this week. Every time it was like, oh, like, don't go to gossip, and I probably failed. Anyone else maybe failed? Okay. Back to our, we need God's grace and mercy. But were you working on it? Don't, let's not drop that. This is the frustrating part about this. I bring that to you, and it's something I know that God wants us to work on. Because whether you like it or not, we have to shift our, our frame of mind. Ministry is not the pastor's job alone, right? The ministry is our job to one another. And when we're tearing each other down with words like gossip, it really, it really is counter-beneficial to the mission that we're on. And so it's so huge that we work on this. So we can't drop that. We can't drop that. And this kind of builds on it. We're on another topic. We're not into a new book study yet. So if you're with us normally, a lot of times we'll go through a book of the Bible and we'll study through that. But in between the books, we've been hitting topics. And you guys made lots of recommendations, and then I've taken the liberty to say, I need to talk about this in companionship to what we just talked about. And jealousy and envy is one of those things, because a lot of it's where gossip is coming from. Um, And a lot of us think jealousy and envy are the same thing. As a matter of fact, even really smart, pointy-head Bible scholars will bulk them together, because there is some overlap and some parallel. But it's, it's huge in the life of a Christian. 
Let me ask you this. Anyone here feel jealous before? Right? Um, envious, if you know what that is. Okay. Have you felt the weight of someone else's jealousy? Have you felt the weight of someone else's envy? Guys, there's so much going on spiritually that we don't understand, and that's what I am seeing, man. Like, Satan and darkness is told, and it's easy to blame everything on Satan. We still have choices to make. I get that. But the world is so subtle, the evil is so subtle, subtle, yet powerful. It's constantly banging at our door, trying to mess with us. And this is an area where it's huge, because you think it's harmless, because I feel jealous for you. But something's happening spiritually. And even as smart as science is, I remember learning a little bit of something about quantum physics, okay? And I'm not, I'm not a scientist. But they began to observe, right, there's electrons around us. And so even when our interaction, even if we're not physically present, because of all the electrons and all the matter in the air, we're actually connected, right? They can observe that even in all that we've learned. And it's like, duh, thousands of years ago, the Bible told us the same thing. And so there's something that we can't explain that's moving in the spirit, but my envy, my jealousy causes harm to you and yours to me. And you know what the Christian advice is? And I hate that this is the Christian advice. It's this, don't share your good things with other people. That's really the advice, right? Constantly, the stuff I'm reading and listening to people I'm listening to, they're like, I'm not even going to put pictures of my grandchild on Facebook because then it gets all envious and we start competing. Like, I'm really proud of myself. I lost 30 pounds. I want to put a picture. So what? I lost 50 pounds. Or quit shaming me because I'm still chubby, right? Like, so this is what happens. You don't share your excitement. And so what ends up happening if you stop sharing your life with other people? Isolation. And like the gazelle who's isolated, what happens to you? Right? Lions. And there's a, there's a, you know, someone's like a roaring lion in the Bible. It talks about, who is that, Josh? Uh, that would be Satan, right? Okay. Now, I'm not saying, oh, go brag about everything, but isn't that a shame? This is, we can't get this under control so much. The advice is like, don't share. That's heartbreaking, really. Okay, so I'm not just spouting off the top of my head. Let me give you a scripture here. This is uh, from a book we call James. And who's James? Yeah, right? He's like, same, same mom as Jesus. Same mom as Jesus. So grew up with Jesus, thought he was a nutbag when he was, you know, trying to pretend to be the Messiah. And then after he was resurrected, he goes, this dude's for real. Like so much kill me, I believe it that much. So this guy was trying to write to people like us that are struggling through all of this to try to believe. In James chapter 3, verse 14, it says this, but if you have bitter jealousy, okay, there's our key word, and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This is from the New Living Translation, so it's a little different than if you're looking at your ESV. But I, I like the way it explains it. If you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, they seem to go together, right? Because like I want to achieve and I don't have and you have, so I feel jealous. And do not be arrogant like I deserve that. Because if so, 
you're standing for a lie and not the truth. This wisdom, right? Do you think that's how you should be? This wisdom is not that which comes from above. What's, what comes from above? What's above when we say that? Heaven, right? So this is not the truth that God's trying to show us. It's not how God wants us to be. It comes from down. It doesn't come from above, but it's earthly, natural, demonic. Do you see how that go together? Earthly, natural. The things that we think are natural, it's natural I do this. We don't remember that that could be demonic oftentimes. It's like evil. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. So do you see that? What what James is saying is, guys, understand something, man. When you you get this selfish ambition and you want your way more than other people's and and in turn you feel jealous, it's like the gate that opens you to all sorts of really bad stuff. Just turn on Dateline one day and that's where the story starts, right? Like the worst, evilest stuff that we do it starts there. Or 2020. Yep, or You're right on that one. So the word here, jealous, okay? Zelos. Zelos is the Greek word there that's translated in, in James. And what it actually means, it's like a, a warmth. It's like a warmth, a feeling for or against. It's a boiling. It's like a boiling water. As a matter of fact, you know, even the sounds of the way that it goes, it's like a bubbling brook. It's like bubbling over. So it's a burning emotion, an inner feeling, a boiling over that you're passionate about someone. It can be used in a negative way, which is like jealousy, like, oh, just, I got a fire whenever I see this in them. Ugh, right? Just, I want that. Um, and positively, it can be like zeal, like, oh, I really want, you know, I'm, I'm jealous for you to see God, or I'm, or I'm jealous for my wife. There's two different such. This word could also be translated at times as eagerness or zeal or enthusiasm in a positive way. Other times it's translated in our English as jealousy or rivalry. It shows up 17 times in the New Testament. Okay. Now there's another word that will translate jealousy. And this one, it's a little bit different. It's like, it's two words. It's from that same root word, right, that talks about to boil over with desire, and the other word with it is, is from close beside, so it's like the thing that's trying to make me jealous. It's provoking me to jealousy. So it's like this action, and that only shows up four times, Romans 10, 19, Romans 11, 11, Romans 11, 14, and 1 Corinthians 10, 22. I know this is a lot of information, so if you're new with us, I want you to know this video goes on YouTube. So you can go back there and pull these references up or these notes. Uh, If you're part of the email list, we're sending out like a a sermon snapshot because we just don't want this to end at noon, you know? We want you to be able to look at this at home and apply it so you'll have access to all this information. So really, to define it in our word, jealousy could be this, negative feelings or resentment against a rival, a person enjoying success or advantage. Or it could be, or against another success or advantage itself. Like I can be jealous of the person or jealous of what they're getting. Um, It also can be used to to describe like a a mental uneasiness from suspicion or fear of rivalry. 
of unfaithfulness. This is kind of the area with like jealous for my wife. Since we've been together in high school, I've seen men who would like to steal her from me. I've seen them try. And that's created in me an uneasy feeling, right? Because I know their intentions are bad. And, and ultimately, right? Ultimately, I have to, my trust for her has to win over that. But that feeling happens. Do you see that? Um, also, vigilance in maintaining or guarding something you possess. In a church environment, that can be the gifts that you have. Like, oh, man, I really wish I could sing like such and such. Okay. And that person might feel like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> like, you want to take this from me? You know, this is a gift God gave me. I want to be able to be um, excited about it and, and, and to receive it and accept it. But everyone's jealousy makes it hard for me to do that. Okay. So there's a little definition, um, but that doesn't always help. What, what I'd like us to take a, a few minutes here is we need to think about first jealousy in itself. About the feelings of jealousy that rise within us. Tell me, first of all, tell me something about feelings. We need to learn something about feelings, all the different ages, about, about feelings. What do we know about feelings? Help me out. What's that? They can be deceptive. What were you going to say over here? They can be misleading. They can drive you to do things that you shouldn't. They're not right or wrong, but they just are. They're always changing. There's that kind of metaphor in the scripture that Paul uses a lot is like, okay, are you, are you moved back and forth by things like the wind or the waves? And I think that's the challenge in humanity. What you're saying is we have these emotions. So one minute we're on an extreme high, we're, we're happy, and the next minute we're sad. And so our emotions will take us like on a roller coaster ride or on a, on a rocky boat, right, or in a windstorm. What else about it? Yeah. Yeah, so like sometimes they can actually tell you the truth and actually win over your mind because you're doubt, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can be deceptive because of moods. There's like these things we call hormones. We got that too, right? Like, oh man, you can't seem to win. You're little, and then you hit puberty. Crazy emotions. Then you hit like, right, like pre-menopause or second puberty, right? You got that. Then you've got, then apparently you get regular menopause or you start changing as a man. And then, right, and then, and then pretty soon you live at the doctor. So that makes you grumpy too. So you've got all of this. You got like 17 doctor's appointments a week, right? Um, yeah, right? They're being a woman, yeah. You guys are mysterious. I, I, I'm glad I don't know all those things, you know, so... I just think you're really nice and pretty and smell better than us, so that's good. Um, but ultimately, I think here's, here's the disservice. Your feelings actually matter, right? Isn't that what we've learned? You're, they're not bad. They're not bad. Are you, okay, this is my wife, right? So would you want me to feel a little jealousy when a guy's approaching you? Oh, yeah, right? Okay. Now, the feelings come, right? 
they, they come upon you. And I think the problem in religion is that we pretend they don't exist. And that's what we've been talking about from the beginning, right? From the beginning, even with the curse, it's like, oh, man, my man's getting passive. I feel frustrated. You have a right to, right? Okay, your, your wife is going away from you. You're going to feel things. It's, it's a fact. Like, quit, churches quit lying to people saying, oh, you're better than that. You don't feel that. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Now we can be honest about those feelings, and especially with one another. I mean, this is simply the goal of my life. I'm not very smart, okay? I didn't go to Bible college. I went to business school, and I've been studying the Bible, but God moved me into this, and what he wants me to be is honest with you. And so if anything you know about me, you know that I get lots of feelings, and all of them aren't good. All of them aren't positive. All of them aren't pastorly. I sometimes say words like crap, and apparently in some houses, it's a cuss word. For me, I'm doing good by just saying that. Right? Okay. So feelings of jealousy that rise within us. See, how honest do we want to be? What kind of things have you guys felt jealous of before? Somebody else's stuff. Somebody else's skill. Someone that seems like they have it all together. Yeah. Which is, yeah, Facebook does to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only going to put pictures of my best days, you know. I should, I should like reopen my Facebook account and only put the worst moments. Just like cry faces every day. Stage it. We'll even fake it. Just be like yelling like red-faced. Just like passed out with a bottle of whiskey or something on my lap, right? Just, just post that. What, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she asked the question. So if someone kind of comes in new into your team or into your environment and you feel a little bit threatened, is that jealousy? Yeah, because that's kind of a possession. That's what happens. Sometimes we possess certain things, right? Like, okay, to share your your spouse with other people, not in that way, but to share them, their relationship, right? You can be jealous because it's your spouse, your kids, your job, right? Um, you know, and I've seen this play out, and, and part of it that I really want to come against in, in future months is this fact, okay? When, when, when in my family, we've gone through all of this to come to this place where God's like, no, leave the business world and come do the church thing. What he asked me to do is speak in front of everyone and... And when you're the dude with the microphone, if you're new here today, mine might be the only name you remember. It's not because I'm awesome. Yeah. You probably don't know who Laura is, but she, she's a lot more important to the success of everything that happens here than I am. But inevitably what happened is everyone thought, if I want to help God, I should do exactly what you're doing. And it's like, no. This body of Christ is, is a breeding ground for jealousy because someone's the foot, someone's the hand, someone's the mouth, and someone's the ear, and without all those things, it doesn't go right. Your life moves forward a lot less from sermons and a whole lot more from lunches and coffee and taking a walk.
Do you see that? And so for you to look around and, oh, I should be singing, because like everyone know my, you know, it, and I know you, you're not thinking that terms, but like, oh, I want to sing, or I should preach, or I should do this, or I should start a nonprofit, and shouldn't everyone run a marathon and like love coffee and like do all these things so you can get glory, and, and they look skinny and healthy, and their husband seems to like them, and mine doesn't like me that much, or their wife, right? She seems to like them and not me so much, and their, well, their kids are perfect. They don't know it. They're not perfect. What other, what other things we want to throw out there? Jealousy, feelings of jealousy that rise within us. They come from insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, and that's what she's saying is, it can start from jealousy. Like you, you're insecure or not confident about a, a circumstance or situation in your life. So you see other people who seem to be having it better or doing better. And from your insecurity, it breeds jealousy, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're prettier, richer, they have more together, or they have more things, or more family, or, yeah. I want to be a better person. So I see somebody who I think is a better person, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. No. no Success on that. Sure. And thank you. And what you're saying there is absolutely true. So what Steve said there is, sometimes I see something in someone, and I'm wanting to be a better person, right? And so it's almost like, I, it's almost like that zeal. I, I've got a fire in me that's motivating me to do better. We're to be the light of the world. So don't you see that? Don't you see how when we're hiding our light, doesn't that, that's just backwards. So I think that's the danger, but you've got to constantly check your heart because it is true. You can, there's a word called aspire, right, or aspiration. So you can see things in other people and say, I, I love it that they're doing that, and I really feel in me like this fire, like I'm, a, I'm inspired or I aspire to learn and grow. But it's, that's a, a tricky place to be, right? And to recognize, yeah. So now, now you're bringing another word, admiration. You can admire what somebody else is doing. And if we had a culture of gratitude and admiration, I think that's probably the biggest, biggest way to combat this jealousy because we're going to have these feelings of like insecurity, that little fire in your belly like you just ate some really good Mexican food, you know what I'm saying? But then what do you do with it is the key. Do you turn that to gratitude and admiration? Like, wow. Cool. Okay. Now, so another thing, uh, Proverbs 27.4 says this, anger is cruel and wrath is like a flood, but jealousy is even more dangerous. You see, so that, that feeling, although you can't, oh, I never feel jealous. Yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. But it's dangerous. Like, it's saying anger and wrath. But those are powerful, but jealousy is even more dangerous. So, I mean, I bring that to you because I think we really want to take this seriously. 
I mean, not that you didn't have enough to worry about just thinking about gossip, but also this week you're going to be thinking like, oh man, when that feeling of jealousy comes, you're going to need to turn that into gratitude and, and uh, admiration and blessing. So, cool. There's, there's an author, right, that one of the other authors I like turned me on to. It's a lady, Dorothy Sayers. Have you heard of her? Yeah, so yeah. So if you've, there's an essay about the other, it's called The Other Six Deadly Sins, written in 1940. And she gave an address on this in 1941. So that's, that's before I was born. It's a little while ago. But it's brilliantly written, man. Like, it's very prophetic if you look at it. Like, she knew exactly, she could see what was going on. And one of the things that she was talking about in that is, is this idea of the seven deadly sins, right? And so we have sort of lost that because we keep looking at uh, God's rule as like restrictions and laws. Ultimately, what God is doing is let me tell you how to live. And these seven things are particularly dangerous as far as sins go because they will impact negatively your ability to live, live and to really live like I would. Now, envy would be one of those. And so she was writing about envy. And she says it kind of starts like this. It starts with this question. Why should I not enjoy what others enjoy? Why should I not enjoy what others enjoy? That, that's a lot of what we were saying, right? They, they, they've got this. Why shouldn't I enjoy what others enjoy? And, and, and with that, I think I don't think you're necessarily into the place where you're you're cursing anybody. From that, you can say, "Man, I want to go. I, I love that this person is this lawyer and successful. Look at they've got this great house and car. I want to go to college and get an education and, and try to support my family." That's not necessarily a negative thing. That could do admiration, blessing, gratitude, and inspiration. Could all come from that. Okay, that's where it begins. Now, here's where it goes. Where it ends is by demanding, why should others enjoy what I may not? See, we need to be aware of these feelings and we need to deal with it. Okay, guys, how about teenagers, people that don't have gray hair yet? Jealousy is a thing for you guys too. And, And so what happens is it goes from that like, oh man, I really want that too to envy, which says, why should they get what I don't have? She goes on to say this, envy is the great leveler. If it cannot level things up, it will level them down. And the words constantly in its mouth are my rights and my wrongs. At its best, envy is a climber and a snob At its worst, it's a destroyer. Rather than have anybody happier than itself, it will see us all miserable together. 1940. Woo, right? Isn't that everything? Like, whoa, that's exactly what's going on. It is so subtle. We live in this cancel culture where it's like, I'm tearing everything down. That statue, tear that down. Right? If I, can't, if I can't be cool and popular, let's create subcultures and try to be special that way. Even race and gender. I mean, all people, guys, you've got to understand, all people have equal value, but all people aren't the same. That's just a fact. 
All people have equal value, but they're not the same. If they were all the same, we'd all be in a lot of trouble. So the minute you're like, be the same but special, you're bringing everyone else down. Envy doesn't bring you to them. It brings them down to you. It would rather see everyone miserable than somebody happier than me. So, is she on to something? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, do you feel it? See, this is where the feelings can be good. I mean, you got, instead of just keeping talking, I just want to pause a minute. Not to manipulate, manipulate you in any way, but I really want this to take root in all of us. I mean, do you realize when we're doing this, sometimes we're just, we're tearing people down. I mean, we even do this in our households, right? Like there's differences. Like I can, I can see, I've got three kids in my family. Same, I mean, seriously, the oldest one moved into this house when he was months old. Same house, same mom and dad, their entire life, right? And all three of them, uniquely wonderful. Who do you, who, and uniquely challenged at the same time. But what's crazy is where one is like, you see God's glory, because I, I think we forget that. When, it, when it, God created you in his image, when I look at you, I should see some part of God. And not every part, because otherwise you'd be him. So most of you are like excellent at this and really horrible at this, including me, right? So, but we, we want everyone to be the same. So even in our household, it's like, oh, Johnny, Tyler, and Jordan, they should be the same. No, 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 no. I need them to be exactly who they are exactly who they are because the rest of us are screwed if they don't become who they are. And the same at your house. I get to know you guys are brothers and you guys are different and it is awesome. Like be who you are and don't tear each other down for it. Don't be envious for you. Like, oh man, you're so perceptive. I wish I was that. Wow, you're so outgoing. I wish I was that. Like shut up and stay home with me. Don't be who you are. No, be who you are. The world needs it. Envy is the great leveler. It's bringing us all down. And what, Mark t- and what the gospel of Mark tells us, right, it says this when Jesus is teaching, from, for from within, out of the heart of a man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, sensuality. That's a bad list, right? And now look at the next person in line, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Charlotte's like you said, it's your security. It's the enemies coming at that. Man, poke, poke, poke that insecurity. And look at, look at, look at them. Envy. Like, I'm saying too many words about this, but I'm fired up about it. Like, oh, man, 
I just see it over and over again, the subtleness of the darkness in our world and the evil in our world. And I still don't want to be part of that anymore. Like, and so I think about this envy, and I can tell you, um, it can happen, I, it happens in the workplaces, it happens in families, it happens in, in churches, and you don't even realize it. We, we can steal joy from one another through this. I mean, do you believe that ultimately you have no right to give final judgment on anyone? Okay? Romans is pretty clear about that. Like, you're not their final judge. So you don't know exactly everything they're going through and you have no idea. However, you can see time and time again the power you have in one another's lives to encourage or discourage, to, to lift up or to tear down, to bless or to curse. And please, you've got to understand, we're always talking to ourselves. No one's had more words with you than you. Okay? And here's the words that come in there. The stuff you put in your head, right? Like music, media, sure. Just like your parents used to harp at you. It's true. Also, uh, accusations of all forces of darkness, okay? Also, mean words other people have said, especially family members, friends, girlfriends, boyfriends. The things, your insecurities you believe about yourself, it's a constant barrage of truth claims. Truth claims. And then the minute you say, you know what, that's right, then you accept that as your truth and you change your behavior. And once you do that, the words that were given to you have become a curse. When instead they should be a blessing to you. And that's why this is so serious. It's just subtle. It's just subtle saying, I want what you have. What have you wanted that someone else had? friends, a better relationship with God. A monster truck. Yes. Same destructive. 
See, I love it what you said. So when I summarize it, tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Because I think the part of envy that's different than jealousy is it is saying, why should you enjoy what I don't have? And whether you know it or not, when you open the door to sinful behavior, you're inviting all sort of assistance that you don't need. Because what we're battling against is not just flesh and blood, but all the powers and rulers and principalities of, of all dark forces. So when I give myself over to sinful behavior, I'm, I'm inviting tons of influence I don't need. And so one thing you're saying is like um, the way that envy would manifest, it wasn't like, no, you got that car, I hope you crash it because I want a car like that, right? What you're saying is in it because you have it and I don't and I want it, you must be better than me. And so it's become so much insecurity, it's all self-hatred over time. Worthlessness, hopelessness. And then when you feel that way, what kind of, how do you behave? Destructively. Not good. Negatively, right? See, you see that when, when your envy for other people shut you down, and the other part is their envy for you shuts you down. I can see in you, you want what I have. Right? And I have seen that throughout my life at times. And like I said, especially as a pastor, never more than that. Like, I really want to preach too. I really want to talk. I really want to be seen. And I... And, and, and you can see it. They don't mean to say it that way, but that's really what's going on inside of them. So they try it. And my wife has seen it because she'll teach too and people are like, oh, I want to be able to do that. And they strive and strive to do that. And it's because they're, not just because they're trying to emulate you, but it, you can feel in them when it's, when it's envious, when there's jealousy. You can feel it because their attempts are really futile and it's just, oh, it's got a presence around their attempts that don't work well. And so it's like your envy for others destroys yourself. Others' envy for you destroys yourself. It's true, right? We've talked about this a lot. You can feel it when you don't even know where it's coming from sometimes. And you can't walk out your gift the way that God's asking you. I've seen that. It's almost like I'm just going to not say anything right now. Does that happen in anyone else's houses? Hmm. Proverbs 14.30 says this. Let's ask for, I want to ask for a little bit of an answer, Lord, like right now. And then maybe we'll just go back to sort of dwell on, on the truth of this. But first of all, Proverbs 14.30 says this, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. So you see we have opponents here. Okay, A tranquil heart does what? Gives life. Okay, And not just like life to when you go to heaven. You catch that here? It gives life to the flesh. It gives life now. And then envy does what? Its opponent in this corner. Rots, Rots your bones. What, tell me, what's a tranquil heart? Peaceful. Humble, peaceful. What's, what's it saying? What's a tranquil heart saying if it had a voice? Trustful. It is well with my soul. What's up? Trustful. Trustful. Content. Content. Patient. 
It's like, I got what I need. Right? Oh, man, this kid is the perfect son for me. This kid is the perfect son for me. That's the perfect wife for me. The perfect daughter for me is in the preschool right now. Oh, man, my house, I totally wanted to move out of there, guys. I totally wanted to move out of this city. Like, I did not want to live my whole life here, and they're going to bury me in the backyard now. But guess what? It's the perfect house for me. Right? Like, God has this. God wanted, you know, I was going to be a hair model. And God's like, no, that was perfect. <laughs> I was going to be a sweet cowboy with all those cowboy butts, you know. No, that didn't happen either. A tranquil one heart is one that's grateful to God. Like, this is just what I need. And I got to quit striving and just like, yes, yes, yes. This is who I am, God. And that is who you are. And I don't want to steal what you are. And you can't have who I am. So even if you're envious or jealous, I will preach on. Even if you're envious and jealous, I will kiss my wife because I like her. Okay? Even if you're envious or jealous, I will shave my head and I can go in a rainstorm and come in afterwards. My hair's not messed up. Sorry. If you admire that, shave your head. It's beautiful, right? Okay? If you're envious of it, repent. Philippians 2.3, Paul says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit. We're not opponents, we're teammates. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Why? Because God's taking care of me. I'm really safe. Like, that's what I'm learning, man. Even like those bad days, you're like, rescue, 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 rescue. All the time. Like, oh, that's hurt. No, it's rescue. Rescue. Okay, let me go back to this. Okay, let's do that. Okay, just to, just to finish this off. So I can't do anything about this. I'm not the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is in your presence. It lives in you if you belong to the Lord. And so here's what we do because we think it's the best way to probably do that. We have the worship team come on back up. So would you guys come on up? And they're going to play a song and then... And then we like to turn the lights down a little bit because personally I just like that when I'm praying and reflecting. So, um, but let's hit on this truth, okay? First of all, we need to be aware and talk about our feelings, okay? But the feelings are not necessarily true. They're not necessarily complete and they don't necessarily dictate how you act at every moment. They have to be considered, they have to be weighed, weighed. They have to be uh, meditated on, talked through. And then at times, then there's action, right? So please understand this. But where this gets dangerous is when that simple jealousy breeds and grows and becomes envy. So I think what we can do is, um, ultimately, this whole thing with God is, here's the beautiful thing about it. You don't have to be wonderful. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be perfect. You smell funny and you make mistakes and you're not invincible. I don't care how much money you are or muscles you are, a simple rock can end you.
So we have to, one, be aware of when these feelings happen. And it's going to start with something kind of like that. I like, I like how Dorothy had said that. Why should I not enjoy what others enjoy? That's where it begins. And where you need to catch it is when that starts to shift to this. Like, why should others enjoy what I may not? Remember, I'm going to read this again. Envy is the great leveler. If it cannot level things up, it will level them down. And the words constantly in its mouth are my rights and my wrongs. At its best, envy is a climber and a snob. At its worst, it's a destroyer. Rather than have anybody happier than itself, it will see us all miserable together. So I think we have to look at this and start to, there's a great measurement tool. If I'm being aware of what's going on in my inner life, right? And these feelings well up, I got to ask myself, for me, I think the, the simplest way to do it is like, am I trying to tear them down? What do you do if you say, I think I am trying to tear them down so that they feel what I feel so that they're where I'm at? What do you do? do? Like, really, what do you do? Pray? Yeah. You just stop, man, and you ask for help. Like you said, you pray like, Lord, this is happening, man. I'm having that feeling of jealousy, and it's, it's birthed this envious thing in me. Like, I either want to climb them to be where they're at, Or I'm trying to tear them down if they won't let me up. Help me stop, man. I give you those feelings. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about it. Maybe we just need to talk about it. We just stop. No magical prayer, just like, Lord, help. Ask what? Ask for a heart change. Like we just said in Mark, all that's coming from within. Lord, help me. Something's happening inside of me. This insecurity, this discontentment helped me to see differently, change my heart in this. You want to do something mind-blowing? Go to the person you've been feeling that way about and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I didn't mean to try it. I didn't realize I was trying to tear you down. Woo! And then what you do instead is we change this for kind of a culture, an attitude of admiration and blessing. Like, oh, Corey, dude, man. Like, that was so awesome when you talked to me about communion. Like, seriously, man, that's, I really admire that, that you have that experience. Oh, bless you in that, bro. Like, you see that different? Like, admire and bless instead of tear down and curse. So every time you feel that, change your heart and then do the opposite. You can be a little rebellious, right? You know how to do that? You guys figure that out since you were like one? The enemy's like, tear them down. You're like, nope, I'm going to build them up. Curse them. Nope, going to bless them. Be jealous. Nope, going to admire them. We can do that. It's like stick your nose up 
at the enemy. Stick your nose up at the world. Let's bless them. And if you're feeling bad right now, I want to throw this there, throw this out there to you because I know all of us would love who are Christians for Jesus just to come back. Come on back. Let's get out of here. Like you want him to come back and finish things. Second Peter 3 says this, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. So there it is. We have this chance. Today is still today. He hasn't come back, so we can continue to change is what it is. So let's be a people who change. Let's pray. Lord, I just give this time over to you. Uh, Lord, I, for me, I just invite the Holy Spirit to speak. I want to listen. I want to deal with these three things, this, this insecurity that leads to jealousy and the jealousy that can lead to gossip and envy. And so, Father, in this time, as the, as the band will play, you know, quietly, Lord, just do your work with us. Just show us where our feelings of jealousy have been rising and what's going on in our heart. Lord, minister to us like only you can. Lord, let us be a people that are lifting people up instead of trying to tear them down. I thank you for this time. I thank you for the people here. Give them the courage, Lord. If they need to talk it out with someone, to reach out to somebody. If they need to just talk it out with you, that's the best thing possible. Have your way and do what you do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.